fellow travelers, welcome to the 85th level of the RPG Cave. I'm one of your hosts, the level 99 human archmage Ryan Turfred, and I am joined, as always, by the level 99 elf medic, Mr. Garrett Bland. Garrett, how are you doing on this lovely, lovely Monday evening? Good sir. Actually, I have to ask. I'm doing um, good. I know the weather has been yes. bad in a lot of California. How's, how's San Francisco's weather doing? We need the weather update. It's actually surprisingly cold. Oh. Um, definitely colder than last year, for sure. Um, I had to like actually wear layers of jackets and, and winter coats. Like it, it's oh very God. surprising to me. And rain every now and then. Like there's a lot more rain uh, recently, which is good. It's a good thing. I'm I'm glad we're we're finally getting some rain. Finally, and not getting out of the drought completely, but. At least filling up the, those reservoirs but i just wanted to tell you um i'm sorry for being so so late and exactly five to ten minutes later it's because of groceries i needed my groceries because i needed my snacks i needed to try a new flavor of doritos and i did oh what kind of what kind of I doritos did. are those we probably don't have them in canada so you need to regale me no, up the you, deal. you probably don't it's the lemon flavor it's not lemon it's lemon flaming hot <laughs> ones i don't know they're like the same flavor as the what's the rolled up chips that are was it taco not uh, tacos taquitos? but the other ta- it's not taquitos no oh, takis. that's takis that's it yeah that's it yes no the exact same flavor as that my mouth was on fire and it was excellent i, I love those type of flavors but yeah i'm doing good right <laughs> that sounds you? awesome and yes we don't have those in canada that is you know confirmed uh but also just mm. <laughs> the way you just oh, breaking my brain you, the way you said lemon and i'm like what but that's spelled lemon <laughs> it's the same thing what, what are you talking about the, there's there's l-e-m-o-n then there's an l I with like an asterisk going on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got. I, it. I don't know what's going on. I think it's like lime and lemon together. They're trying to like fuse it and make it fancy. So, so it's more like lemon as opposed to lemon. Because you said not you said lim- it like it's, with like a French not, accent, like you were trying it, to be definitely like definitely not French. Yeah, it's definitely not French. You, you were trying to make it French sound like they were French food. Doritos, Garrett. You they're they're not French Doritos. <laughs> Anyways, this is, the RP- this is the RPG game where we talk about RPGs. All- yeah. I mean, it kind of, you know, it's a, a semi-adjacent, you know, conversation, Garrett, because yes. of, course, of course, you know, Doritos and other, you know, snacks like that go hand in hand with long role-playing game sessions. So, I mean, you know, of course they do. It works out. I mean, it, the, sa- the, the, the fact that World of Warcraft XP boosters exist on Doritos products, come on, you know, that's an RPG. Yeah, right and... You got Destiny and Halo XB boosts on yeah. them. Call of Duty. Man, I do love Doritos though. Like I, I never do those code things, but I know a lot of people are into it. Like mm-hmm. they just get the monsters and power raids and Doritos to to get those boosts. Got to get those so. codes, man. Got to get those codes. But yeah, anyways, yeah. let's exactly. clear the dungeon of those pesky mobs. We can get to this raid boss as quickly as possible. So folks at home, if you want to support the, the show, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. If you're watching the live stream right now, right youtube.com slash carpool gaming or if you're watching the video on demand later don't forget to like the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed already and then ding 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 ring that notification bell to be notified whenever we go live with a live stream like this one or whenever we put up a new video on the channel like uh uh, maybe uh one or two reviews that might be happening this week Uh, i can't spoil what those games are yet but there might be there might be things that this audience might be interested in happening soon so you may want to you know stay tuned to the channel for that stuff. Uh, also, if you're listening to audio on audio feeds, don't forget to rate us 
if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Regardless of what platform you're on, just make sure to subscribe to us as well. That helps the show get discovered. And then last but not least, if you want early access on the audio side to the show, or if you want like a, a podcast feed that has every single Carpool Gaming podcast on it, because I know that's appealing to a lot of people. A lot of people don't know that that's actually a thing. But if you head on over to patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming and you, know, you go sign up over there, even at the dollar level, you get the option of, you know, being able to have access to all the audio versions of the show early, but also a podcast feed with all the Carpool Gaming podcasts on it if you're interested in all the shows. So head on over to patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming, throw a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content. And without further ado, Garrett, it is time to read from the sacred texts because I'm excited about this one because we have yes. an upcoming beta. Well, first of all, Garrett, it's been a long time since we've done like a a game or a series as like the focus sure. on the show. Cause we've done a lot of, you know, topical stuff on the show uh, lately. Um, and I think that's going to actually continue next week. Cause we, I think we have another topic already for next week's show. Um, but yeah. we, as I can't see points out in the chat, we want y'all to stay a while and listen, cause we're going to talk about the Diablo series this week. So yeah. Diablo one, two, three, and four, because Diablo four is actually coming out very soon. Uh, it's coming out in June, but the open beta for Diablo four is actually coming out next week. So uh, I thought wait, this wait, wait. Was... next week, no, not this weekend, but next weekend, right? Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll be yeah, there. The, for I it. think the 15th is when it starts. The 15th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Cause it's a couple days of, you know, pre-order bonus people, um, have early access to it. And then from there, everyone has access to it that weekend. So cool. it's that exciting though. Cause a new Diablo is finally happening, Garrett. It's only been, you know, 11 Almost, years, years since the last one. 11 years. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. yeah. That's been a while yeah. <laughs> since Diablo three. I just can't believe that. Actually. Well, when, well, when we go through fun facts, Garrett, you understand that if there's one series thing, this series does well, it's spacing its releases away from each other and not having them kind of, you know, <laughs> pop up on top of each other. Although I, I say that because, you know, one of the things about Diablo that's happened, you know, recently we've had a lot of, you know, different variations of Diablo three come out as well as, you know, the remaster of Diablo two. Um, so, mm -hmm. I mean, even though we haven't it's been like forever since a numerical entry um you know we also had other diablo releases so it's i mean it's not a series that stays away forever i mean for god's sakes we also had diablo immortal garrett which we both kind of forgot about um fun fact uh, i don't have any fun facts about diablo immortal tonight because i think no we're good. no no no, no. <laughs> we, 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 we won't mention uh yeah yeah we won't mention actually i heard it's okay for a mobile game but yeah, it, I heard it's scummy, too. So yeah, it's it, we'll it's very, it. um, very money hungry after you get to a certain point in the game. But um, to answer, I can't see uh, question in the chat. And I know this is a, a question that I think a lot of people had because the messaging about this is kind of confusing. So the beta for Diablo next week is going to work similarly to the Call of Duty betas, where there will be a, the first couple days. I think it's the first three days are available to just people who pre-order. And then after that, on the weekend, it opens up to everybody to play for a couple of days. Right. So you right. don't need to pre-order for the open beta. Um, you just won't get it as early as people who do pre-order with it. So, um, yeah, the pre-order people get like, you know, earlier dates yeah. and exclusive, you know, just just time window, just like Call of Duty, just like a lot of multiplayer games. Yeah. That, well, that, I mean, it's active. So. I mean, you have to remember it's Activision Blizzard. So, of course, they're going to have a similar model to Call of Duty, right? Like, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. 
So we're going to talk all about the Diablo series and kind of go back to its humble beginnings and stuff like that and and kind of run through the, the series of Diablo games and talk about them. And then, of course, um, we're going to bring in the community as well, because y'all actually had a lot of great submissions tonight and also some great questions for us as well. So we'll definitely get to those as well. So first off, it is time, Garrett, for the return of Fun Facts. I haven't got to do fun facts oh, in a while. Man. So <laughs> get ready. Gather around the campfire, everybody, because uh, Ryan's going to tell we're you a tale <laughs> about uh, about Diablo. So we're going to and again, most of the fun facts, I, I wanted to kind of mostly focus on Diablo one, because I think I think it's really interesting because it was really like, you know, a lot of people don't know this nowadays, but it was really a groundbreaking game for when it came out. Like a lot. There were a ton mm-hmm. of quote unquote Diablo clones that actually came out yeah. after Diablo, you know, X-Men Legends, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, you know, Champions of Norath, like there were Titan Quest, like there were so many games that were trying to be Diablo and nail the Diablo formula and it all really started with mm-hmm. that first game. Like you had like Diablo wasn't the first action RPG by any means. Like I mean Ease still came out before it. I mean you could argue mm-hmm. Zelda in a lot of ways had a lot of influences on a game like Diablo, but it wasn't like Of course. But there wasn't a game like Diablo before it. So it was it really kind of solidified this like action RPG genre mm-hmm. as like a thing that everyone was kind of. Targeting. There's Gauntlet, right? That, yeah. that was the other one I was thinking for dungeon crawling purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So the original Diablo actually launched on PC on January 3rd, 1997. It also came to PS1 the following I year. Heard. As well. And uh, that's an interesting port. Um, I kind of actually wanted to <laughs> talk about that on a separate thing where I kind of we don't talk okay. about that here. But uh, that's an interesting part of a game. In fact, actually, Garrett, I don't know if you knew this, but on PS1, uh, not only does Diablo live there, but also Warcraft 2 is on PlayStation 1. Warcraft 2. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how those play. I wonder. I, I really wonder how Diablo 1 plays on PS1. Like, it's how- uh, it's How messed up is point. it? I mean, it's. I bet. I mean, it definitely is not as smooth controlling as you know Diablo Two Resurrected or Diablo Three. It's definitely playable. Like you can definitely play it and have a good time with it. It's just, you know, it's definitely not as you know sound as the PC version. Is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to put that as a bit here. But um, let's talk about Diablo's development a little bit, because I thought, you know, there were some interesting ideas that came out of it. So first off, development first started on Diablo when senior designer David Brevik, who's kind of known as like the creator of Diablo, um, he worked for a Mm -hmm. studio called Condor Games. And he came up with the idea of doing a turn-based RPG that utilized Mm -hmm. roguelike elements with the way some of the enemy encounters worked and things like that. Um, So definitely a very different sounding game that we actually got. Mm -hmm. Because imagine, Garrett, imagine a world where Diablo was a turn-based game. Like that's what that was the original concept was for this game to be turn-based, which is just weird. That would be interesting. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't you wouldn't have these Diablo style games like we have today if it was turn based. Yeah, exactly. Um, interesting. It also might not have even stood out as a, as a, a game amongst other games if it's the turn based as well, because I think a That's lot true. of it, it came mm-hmm. down to the action based combat. But Brevik was also inspired by a bunch of sports games, apparently, because he's been on record talking mm-hmm. about like NHL 94 being influence for a lot of the game design 
behind Diablo. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, Ryan, how does that even work? So um, the idea was around the time he this was coming out, uh, Brevik talks about this in interviews, but he was mentioning that a lot of RPGs coming out around this time were very slow to get going. And you know this probably, Garrett, from experience playing Super Nintendo RPGs, as an example, where yeah. a lot of them, like, you know, you might do a tutorial battle here and there, but like you go play a game like Chrono Trigger it takes a little while to get going. Like it, it, you're you're dealing sure. with story for the first hour of that game, pretty much. You're not really yeah, you know, yeah. doing enemy encounters and stuff like that. So um, not only that, too, but we also were starting to see the rise around this time of um, like Western role playing games, giving you the ability to create your own character. But sometimes what that led to was, you know, hours and hours of picking, you know, uh, a bunch of different choices from the menu to kind of, you know, set up your your individual characters. So he wanted to create a game where you just get straight into the action, you know, kind of like a sports game in a way, because in a sports game, you basically just choose your team, you choose your quick settings, and then you just, you're in the game at that point. Um, so that's where the idea of Diablo's preset character classes came from. So uh, his idea to kind of get you in the action quickly was give you a choice of three pre-made characters with, you know, different skill sets and whatnot. But also the way it was in Diablo one was you weren't really restricted nearly as much by your character class in that game. Like all of the characters could use spells and, and they could use mm -hmm. pretty much every spell in the game. Um, you also weren't restricted on weapons or armor choices or anything like that. Like every character could just use everything um, provided that you, I, of course, level up your stats a certain way. So the sorcerer okay, could use yeah. battle axes if you actually awesome, leveled up actually. your strength, <laughs> you know, appropriately to match the battle axes, which is just an interesting idea. So um, he wanted to make sure that you got in the action quickly by picking, by locking in a choice, but then, you know, having the freedom to not be, you know, restricted by that choice forever. So around this time, also, uh, a lot of Western publishers um, because, you know, Condor Games was a developer. They weren't really a, a game publisher at the time. Um, and they had made some other like Super Nintendo games, a lot of smaller stuff. They weren't really known for anything big or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it was actually tough getting this game off the ground because, you know, Brevik was going around trying to pitch the game to a bunch of different developers. This turn based game with roguelike elements where, you know, you pick your character class and stuff and no one was buying it because everyone kept telling him that RPGs were dead. And that no one was doing RPGs anymore and we needed to get away from RPGs. Um, Except for RPGs from Japan. Yes. That was like the only ones. Exactly. Then, like that yeah. was the whole thing was that the only people mm -hmm. around this era that were doing a ton of RPGs besides a couple of companies were Japanese companies. Like it wasn't really common for a Western developer to do RPGs. So it finally came time where, you know, they were pitching the idea to Blizzard and Blizzard said that they would they basically issued them a mandate where they said, we love this idea and we love what you're doing with this game, but we need this to have real time action. And it has to feature multiplayer because, um, you know, this was coming, this was being pitched to them around mm. the same time that they released uh, Warcraft 1. Um, and what they found originally was Warcraft 1 apparently was supposed to be like imagined originally as a turn based game and not a real time strategy game. Um, but because real time strategy worked for them uh, with Warcraft 1, they thought that it would be a great concept applied to, you know, Brevik's idea for Diablo would be like a real time action yeah. game versus, you know, a turn based action game. So, um, of course, you know, Brevik, you know, told Blizzard, hey, by the way, this is fine. We're willing to do this because no one else will take this game. But just understand that it's going to take us months and months and months to code all this in. Blizzard was like, yeah, no problem. 
We don't mind that. Although, apparently, according to interviews, Brevik was mentioning that apparently they just started working on, you know, the tur- like changing it from turn based to action combat. Um, like, and apparently they just solved it one weekend. So it's just like, oh my God. They're like, they're like, it's like, oh, so we just like, you know, delete this if statement. We're good. Yeah. And, and that's it. Apparently, apparently <laughs> it, 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 he's funny. mentioning like it didn't take them more than like eight hours to figure out how to actually make it an action based combat game versus a turn based game. Like there wasn't that much of a difference between it, which is like really interesting. Like I thought it would take longer than that. Like it, I thought they'd have to like totally change the coding of that game in such a major way. Hmm. If you actually think about it, it's I wouldn't like like, you know, I'm I'm getting into code a little bit more and more. It it sounds like if the code's bare bones, like I, I'm sure, you know, Diablo back in the day in the 90s, it's like, yeah, you just have to get rid of the turn based mm-hmm. part. Right. All you have to do is your input of a button to attack. You have the stats, you have the information. Yeah, why not? Just like get rid of that. I don't know, like one big loop. I'm sure. Yeah, eight hours is like that's pretty short time. Yeah, compared to what you would initially think. You know, it, it, you know, I would think it would take months uh, initially. But yeah, thinking about it, you, yeah, you ha- the information's all there. You yeah. just have to change the process yeah. a little bit. Well, they're like, yeah, but but they were mentioning internally, apparently. Um, don't tell Blizzard this, by the way. You know, don't let them know that it, we fixed it in a weekend. So they give us the extra development time to add the polish. To the of course. Game, which I thought I thought that actually sounded like a pretty hilarious story. But, you know, after after everything got approved uh, and Blizzard was pretty you know confident in this game, um, this led to Condor Games actually being acquired by Blizzard. And they actually got created okay. as Blizzard North. Um, and Blizzard North was really just known for just Diablo and Diablo 2 um, before, you know, folding into just mainline Blizzard eventually before Diablo 3 came. Because yeah. um, yeah. there was a Bl- Diablo 3 that con- uh, that Blizzard North was working on, um, but that actually ended up getting canceled. And then the, the whole game ended up getting rebooted into what we eventually got as Diablo 3. Because um, eventually mm. that was supposed to come out in like, 2005 um but it ended up getting canceled. oh my there, gosh so long ago there also was another game they had in development garrett called uh diablo jr which was like a child like a children's version of diablo like a child friendly version of diablo which <laughs> just to make it less creepy and like more cute um but that also got canceled as well around the same time you know when <laughs> i could just imagine offering to a kid son or, or just a little kid hey kid um do you want uh, some uh, a Diablo Junior? It's like, what's Diablo Junior? Well, Diablo that is devil, and uh, <laughs> and it's the kids' fine. version. It's just the devil. It's okay. <laughs> Look, you had games like That's Dungeon so Keeper weird. out there, or you know, uh, oh Kid goodness. Dracula. Like, there there were ways to make that work. But yeah, you're right. It's just like like it's, <laughs> it was just a very weird idea to begin with. Like, I, I I didn't even know that that was a thing until doing research for this episode, where I was like, huh. it's literally the devil. Like, come on now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they looked at the time. I was like, come on, guys. But yeah. interesting. Yeah, pretty interesting. Also, the last fun fact about the original Diablo before I move on and talk about the subsequent releases. Apparently, you know, the, first of all, everyone who's played the the original Diablo knows it's like a 3D isometric style game, kind of you know styled like Zelda, but on like more of an iso- like more of a curved angle than Zelda. Mm. Um, but originally, the game was supposed to be made from claymation. So something like Clay Fighter, where like the whole game was supposed to be claymation, including like. 
Diablo himself being like a claymation monstrosity. Um, but they ended up actually changing the mm. style midway in development because thank God they did. Cause that would have looked like nightmarishly that would awful. Look very weird. I, is it like claymation as in like in the graphics or yeah. is, is okay. Okay. Yeah, all the Sounds characters, like, the environments, like everything would have been like claymation. So, cause claymation was kind of popular around the time you had stuff, you had a bunch of music videos, you know, experimenting with claymation, like the, the three little pigs video from, you know, mm-hmm. um, green dog as well as a whole bunch of other, other, you know, things around that time. So yeah, it was yeah, definitely yeah. like claymation was a thing of the mid nineties. So I can definitely understand why they might chase that a little bit. Um, but man, that would have looked grotesque if they that would have been so weird. Did claymation. I, I mean, mean the graphics were like kind of there. It's like, hey, we can just smooth out the edges just a little bit more. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it would be like clay. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was interesting. interesting as well. But then Diablo actually received an expansion the same year of the release of the original game called Hellfire, which released on November 24th, 1997. Um, that expansion gave access to a new class called the Monk. And actually, this expansion wasn't created by um, Condor Games. They actually uh, licensed, this, licensed this out to uh, a company called Synergistic Software. And apparently, they wanted to bring in two other character classes as well, but they're only allowed to create one. And there's actually code in the the, the game that indicates that the, the two classes they were going to bring were the Barbarian and the Bard. We're going to be two classes. Oh. In fact, it would have been the only Diablo cool. game to give us the bard as a class because every every other Diablo game is, you know, brought other its other character classes back. Um, but I just thought that was interesting as well. The bard was going to be like a, a dual wielding class, which would have been the only one oh, like that. Cool. We could dual wield yeah. swords as an example or axes. It, it's so interesting that they would contract out for an expansion. It's like you. I, I don't know what it was like back in the day, but I can imagine this this company that made Diablo pretty small, you know, poaching mm-hmm. uh, to contract and, and fund this game, found Blizzard, and they were going to contract an even smaller company to. Well, I think do I think that expansion. was Blizzard that did it, not you know. Condor. Oh, Blizzard did that. Like okay, I think separately. Blizzard arranged yeah. the scenario to have mm. them because there there were expansion packs with tight turnarounds for all the Blizzard games around that time. Like uh, Brood War came out very quickly after original Starcraft. Same with, you know, um, the the Warcraft 2 expansion came out very quickly after Warcraft 2 came out like that. Blizzard kind of had a pipeline for this kind of thing. And I think it was kind of a mandate for them that whenever they released a game, they they did an expansion for it. Because I think the only Blizzard game that never received an expansion was Warcraft 1. Every other game they've released, you know. To this day, pretty much, except Overwatch, I guess, is the only other example because it's a live service game. Every other game's released an expansion of some kind that they've Got released. It. Cool. So Sounds good. And then Diablo 2, of course, was announced around the release of Hellfire. So around when it was coming out um, in 1997, late 1997, it was given a release date for 1998. However, after numerous delays, it launched on June 28th, 2000. And its expansion, The Lord of Destruction, launched the following year on PC on June 29th, 2001. So pretty much a year and a day later, its expansion came out. So again, very wow. quick on the expansions. That, that was very much Blizzard's thing back in the day. Of course, you know, with modern game, de- game development, you really can't do that kind of thing. But, you know, back in the 90s or early 2000s, you could, you know, churn those out a little bit faster, I think. Um mm-hmm. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Diablo 3 was in development at Blizzard North, but their version of Diablo 3 ended up getting canceled and basically rebooted. And eventually it released 
11 years later after Lord of Destruction came out on May 15th, 2012. And I got a bunch to say about Diablo 3. We'll get to that later. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. the newest game in the Diablo series, Diablo 4, launches on June 6th, 2023, with its beta coming next week, as we mentioned a little bit earlier in the show. So there you go, Garrett. We're, we're, you know, 27 minutes into the show and we're finally done the fun facts. Look at us. We were done with the fun. I Hey, I had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, listening to the origin stories of uh, Diablo. It yeah, sounds pretty so, interesting. Yeah, what yes. do you think about this interesting story, like Diablo, like Diablo's history and how it kind of kind of you put know, together? You know, every story that you you bring to me is it's funny how it just comes from small beginnings. You know, mm-hmm. they they're trying to poach, they're trying to like get a publisher or you know have that one hit break out there and they're just making games and trying to make a living and then there you go it just happens you know just like that and now diablo is uh yeah one of the biggest gaming franchises well i think it's like a you know a cult classic like a cult hit like a lot of people outside the gaming sphere know know what diablo is Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah it's it's that game um so it's it's interesting to hear uh, the origin stories of this one for sure yeah. yeah it was definitely much more of a niche thing as well when both the first one and even when diablo 2 mm-hmm. was coming out because it was pc only you know other than of course the playstation one version of diablo diablo one uh but that wasn't like a huge seller or anything like that like it wasn't like it was a game that i think did well financially but it was also not one where it was like in the cultural zeitgeist of like you know the thing that you needed to play but diablo 2 i think really changed it uh, that with its gameplay and then people mm-hmm. really like it it had like this really hardcore dedicated audience that just didn't stop playing it throughout its life cycle until you know diablo 3 came out and then there was so much word of mouth out there about diablo 3 that it just you know it, it went over the top as well as there was a launch promotion for diablo 3 garrett where if you mm-hmm. signed up for 12 months of world of warcraft at the time you got diablo 3 for free as a game like they just oh, they just gave nice. you that game when it came out that's a good um, deal so I know a lot of people actually got into Diablo through Diablo three because they just got it be, because they were addicted to World of Warcraft or because they were playing that. Game, essentially. <laughs> hey, keep keep your audience in the ecosystem. That's a, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um. D- did you read into more why the Diablo three version in two thousand five just went away? Was it just bad development or yeah it just wasn't coming just... together? Yeah, like all I okay, could really cool. read into it. There yeah. was. They, I don't think it's publicly available why that kind of fell apart but it just it just sounds like you know what the idea that they had just management type of deal yeah 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 more than anything to the point where like i said they closed the studio behind it when that happened yeah yeah uh, also, okay yeah and they just folded in cool. i also think i also think too that they it sounded like they were working on too many things at once because they also were doing you know diablo jr at the time and then working on other projects and it's just like yeah it just it doesn't sound like you know, they were really working as a studio at that point. So that, that, that's why, again, they got folded into kind of main Blizzard instead and mm. went from there. Yeah. Um, but again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Diablo 1 was actually a really revolutionary game where, again, a lot of p- games really copy that style because, it you know, it was a point and click you know, action game. It was all done with the mouse. Um, so you, you would, of course, you know, click on your enemies or click to where you want your character to walk. You'd walk there and start attacking your enemies. And um, it was very, very simple pick up and play gameplay, but also with a ton of depth because um, you had to make sure you had to, you know, leveled up the, the particular skill, like your um, your stat points. Well, um, mm-hmm. you also really mm-hmm. 
earned skills in a weird way by you'd find, you know, scrolls um, in the mm. monastery as, as well. Um, and you could kind of tell your character to be kind of whatever build you wanted to. For example, I played as the rogue in Diablo one, which is kind of like the archery class. Um, mm. But, I, but like I'm more of the spellcaster type of person, but I knew I could get all, all the spells anyways on my rogue. So I was like, well, I'm going to go with the, the person that's also good at attacking, but can also cast, spells on top of it because i could kind of mix and match a little bit um so it was was very open-ended game design and like i said it led to a bajillion copies of games trying to be diablo um which is all kind of funny because the developers also said in interviews post diablo one that a big influence for them was zelda so in a way you know zelda Mm -hmm. influenced the original diablo which then influenced a bajillion other games to be basically diablo like diablo did you play diablo like originally like not day one but like within the first year or whatever you were in the i i played it in 1999 garrett so i have a story about this so um it was it was actually my my birthday um around the time that diablo came out the original one like it hadn't it hadn't come out not Mm -hmm. too long before that and my dad uh, went to Best Buy, um, the Best Buy in our local area, and was trying to figure out what, because well, he knew I was really into PC games at the time. Um, and he was like, all right, well, I need to find a PC game Ryan will really like for his birthday. And they had like an in-store kiosk with a computer set up to, to, to play Diablo there. Um, so he's like, oh, that looks interesting. So he walked over there and he started playing it. He, he apparently spent like an hour in the store just playing Diablo on the <laughs> just computer. Diablo. And he's like, oh my nice. God, this is like the perfect game. I got to get this for Ryan. Um, and then he looked at the back of the box and he's like, system requirements. And we did not have a computer that met, uh, like our 486 at the time did not oh, match goodness. the system requirements necessary to play Diablo because I think it required like a Pentium 1 um, with some other. <laughs> oh, the good old Pentium. <laughs> yeah, like it required, like we were, we were just like below the bar to, to be able to play a game like Diablo, which, you know, made me very sad because I really wanted to play it. So because uh, as soon as he told me about it, I was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. It's like, yeah, our computer can't run it. So um, we eventually get it, got an upgrade for our, you know, our, our, our uh, computer at home um, the mm-hmm. next year, which then, you know, met the system requirements for Diablo one. Nice. Um, so then we we I, like I, I got went out and, you know, spent my allowance money and picked up Diablo one, like in the big box and everything, brought it home and just. It to How death. much was it in Canadian dollars? I'm curious. If, I, if you remember. I really don't remember, if I'm being honest. Okay, I don't okay, remember the price then. of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But I would imagine it was probably, you know, 50 to 60 bucks. But, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. No, I don't expect, I don't imagine it was too expensive. Like, it wasn't as expensive a purchase as when I used my allowance money to buy the StarCraft battle chest, which was literally in a box like this. It came with, like, the two, like, full-size strategy guides for, for StarCraft and Brood War, as well as StarCraft oh and Brood goodness. War. Um, it came with this giant box, and I remember, with, like, my brother Kyle and I walking around the mall with it that one day, because we saw it on the shop, and, like, <laughs> I need this, because I don't have StarCraft yet, and I need this. It, 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 like I need to bring that home because I would I had we had we were playing like the spawn version of Starcraft at the time because that was something where if your friend had Starcraft they could install it on your computer and you could mm-hmm. only play it if you played on Battle.net with your friend like who actually gave you the wow. copy of the game they- um so our friend Scott would actually give a like all give like me and my seven other friends a copy of Starcraft um by just you know giving us the letting us install it um and then we ha- but we'd had to play with him essentially in order to play 
that's actually really cool. I didn't know they had that type of functionality back then. So yeah, interesting. They were All trying right. to really get push people to try Battle.net, which was their new online service. Of course, people know okay. Battle.net now is like the launcher for Blizzard games, right. but that was like what their online service was called at the time. Um, and it was they were really making a major push for it. It's also the main reason why when I talked about it in the fun facts, why they pushed for multiplayer for Diablo was they wanted a game uh, like to be like the flagship kind of game for Battle.net. So because they had just around the same time, they had given that support. They had basically re-released Warcraft 2 because you couldn't patch games back then, Garrett. So they actually re-released Warcraft 2 as like the Battle.net version that allowed you to play mm. the game on battle.net. Um, and, and they did the same thing kind of with Diablo at launch. Um, so they could have like two pillars to get people to actually use their online service. So yeah, that's oh, where cool. the, that's oh. where the spawning idea for Starcraft came from because they wanted people to sign up for battle.net and to use their service, which is like a whole other, whole other story. In fact, and everything came together for blizzard at that point. Yeah. And they were right. And then world of Warcraft came in and it was just game over. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, at that point, so they didn't. They never had to make any other games again. It's just like when when Valve created Steam. It's just like, well, they could make games. They don't need to. They could. <laughs> they don't need to at all anymore. We're just gonna make you know the Valve Index and the Steam Deck yeah. instead. So there you exactly. go. Exactly. So yeah, Diablo One. To answer your question, yes, I played it a ton and just really had a great time playing with it. Like it's a it's a fantastic cool. game. And we actually have a couple. Diablo one comments we'll get to in a little bit later that I'll, that I'll talk about, talk about more back then. So Garrett, I have to ask you then, when did you get mm-hmm. Diablo? Was it Diablo three or did you get in earlier? I actually did Diablo three. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I, I started, uh, that one in 2014. Uh, that was when the eternal darkness expansion, uh, you mean the Reaper of Souls one? Sorry, Reaper of Souls. That's it. Not Eternal Darkness. Reaper yeah. of Souls. You're you're correct. Eternal Darkness is these, a game these, on my shelf up there for the GameCube. These words blend together, you know. Eternal Darkness, Reaper of Souls. Is, is it because I all, have like a, a GameCube stuff. controller right here on my desk with me? Because my GameCube's right here. Because I was I, playing I it. I felt like this since yeah, yeah. Definitely a spiritual connection with me <laughs> and your GameCube controller across the at the interwebs for sure. But no, uh Reaper of Souls. Um I play on P- PS4, mm-hmm. actually. I, I never really well, actually I had, you know, computer capabilities, like because I did play Red Alert 2 in Age of Empires 2 back in the day, like late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. That was actually my games. <laughs> like, okay. I, if I was gonna play PC games, it's gonna be real time strategy. So I'm, I'm kind of well. I'm not so surprised that I didn't pick up on Diablo because my parents were not into games. My friends weren't really into computer games, so I just never. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never in my radar. So, um, but yeah, I played Diablo three 2014, and I beat uh, the game. I think within four days, nice. I, I binged it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just benched it all the way through, including the expansions at the time. Um, I did a monk build, and I, man, there's a grind to it. I just, like, couldn't get out of. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go through this game. I'm going to listen to shows and podcasts while I just go through these dungeons. Um, yeah, that, that, that was my thing, uh, was Diablo 3. Um, so I only really played it during that time. I played it a little bit more later with some friends or whatever, but I really just like to play it solo. Um, I eventually got Diablo three on my switch just because I like to do a handheld you know, it's a good pick up and play handheld game, 
um, on the Switch. So that's really awesome. And then actually, I just recently played some Diablo 2. So I, I nice. did get that with uh, gold coins. So um, yeah, Diablo 2 Resurrected, I played like a couple hours uh, of it. And it is definitely like, you know, there's a, there's a difference between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, it sure. is really yeah. like a the exact thing, same game as, you know, Diablo 2 was on PC. Um, right down to the fact that you can actually turn on the the filter, the visual filter for Diablo 2. So it looks exactly the same oh, really? as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just very silly because then the game runs at like 16 frames a second, Garrett. And it's just. Yeah, no, it, it, it gives me serious like Fallout 1 slash. Um, not RuneScape. RuneScape has polygons, but more Age of Empires 2 vibe yeah. going on. Yeah, for sure. I can see the claymation style yeah. <laughs> in these games for sure. Um, when you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's that's a little bit more. They're a little bit more puffy around, but uh, you know, even those two hours, man. Like when I when I was playing it on my Switch, I'm like, there's a grind to it that's yep. so addicting, and yeah. that's I think that's what Diablo is really good at. Is like, okay, let me get you into the you know the loop of this. Let me get you into the dungeons now. Do the glute gear and then just just go through it over and over and over again. And and it was interesting when he said um, the creator of this game wanted people to get straight into the action. That's what I instantly felt when I actually started playing Diablo 2. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, choose your character. It, I don't think there was even like pick like a character kind of thing. It was just like, here's your class. Like, no, like, no, no. The, you, I mean, you have you have the campfire with all the different characters there. You, you have the campfire. Yeah. But you yeah, pick yeah. Your I'm saying that, yeah, you can pick your character, but it's just like it's is it with a class associated with it there wasn't much of character creation going no 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 you just pick, yeah you just pick a class and that's it you don't oh, okay you, yeah and yeah, that's exactly. a, and the character is associated with that class that's how that works exactly and then you go straight into it there was no like <laughs> tutorial or anything there was just this one person that talks it goes up to you talks to you a little bit and you talk a little bit around the camp and it's like all right just go i'm like yeah where do i go <laughs> and a lot of that talking is optional too cool. you don't really yeah, have to do that talking is optional because likewise, sure. if you go to the, the the very first cave as like the very first quest yeah. in Diablo without even talking to the person, it still triggers the quest and everything. You still get it like normal. So it's like you barely have to do any of the talking. There are some moments where you mm -hmm. do have to do some of the talking with, you know, Deckard Kane or, or some of the other stuff in town right. but to progress the story. But beyond that, you're kind of free to just kind of do your own thing and explore and, you know, uh, grind through stuff. And really, to your point, Garrett, it's like the perfect podcast game. Or the if it podcasts is. existed back in two thousand, Garrett, this like Diablo you had radio 2. shows, talk shows, or whatever. So you could have listened to that as you. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> I had my Diablo giant 2. collection of CDs at the time, Garrett. So I would I would mostly there you, go. you know pull out my CDs and play Diablo two on my PC or Diablo one. Like I, mm -hmm. I played those games so much when they came out, and then Diablo yeah. three I played a ton as well because uh, I have the platinum trophy and the thousand gamer score. So I have it. That's up. hardcore. <laughs> so it took it took 135 hours or so per platform. I did twice. Yeah, I was thinking of doing the platinum for Diablo three just because I loved it so much. Going through one run through, then I just saw the trophy list. And I'm like, I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I just started playing other games because it's not even hard. It's just a long. It's just a long time. It, play. It's just a long. Yeah, it's definitely a long process for sure. Yeah, so, and you yeah, do have that's to my actually with Diablo. You also have to level fully level a character on hardcore mode, which means you can't die. Actually, I did start at that kind of run. Um, yeah. 
when when I was thinking about doing a platinum trophy, it's like, okay, let me do a hardcore run. And I think I was just like midway through and I, and I just ended up playing something else. I always do these with hardcore runs. I like go through it midway and I'm just like, okay, I think uh, I, I made, I was proud of myself and I just went, went to another direction. But yeah, yeah man, Diablo's good. It's a, it's a really good set of games. Yeah. For sure. And actually you're like, you're lucky that you didn't play um any of the older games on hardcore mode because like if you think hardcore mode is is you know you're on you're on uh you know pins and needles hoping your characters and die in diablo 3 oh boy because diablo 2 and diablo 1 the difficulty is actually a little bit harder on those games especially mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's just random enemy uh types that or combinations that might just murder you on the spot, especially on when you get to the two harder difficulties. Cause in the original Diablo games, both mm-hmm. Diablo one and Diablo two, um, you don't really have like the, the difficulty options in the menu like you do for Diablo three, the way it works is mm-hmm. the game is the, your first run is on normal difficulty. And then we, when you replay it, it's on hard difficulty. And then you replay it again, it's on hell difficulty and it's the hardest difficulty oh, no. in the game. Um, and there are there, you'll run into each any enemy champions that have like 10 different types um, and some of the where you'll you'll shoot them with an arrow and like the lightning will shoot out of them and you'll be frozen. But you'll also take a certain amount of damage because they have thorns um, and they also drain like a bunch of like your health when they attack you. And it's just like, oh, my God, it's just yeah, when you play that in a hardcore, you're like, I'm going to die. Uh, just if I go around the corner, there's a, a random champion there that's stupidly overpowered or God forbid the bosses right. in that game are just ridiculous on the harder difficulties, too. Sounds rough. I would rather just, you know, have a chill time with it. I, I you know, I, I think these days I'm just getting into the more chill moment. I like I don't want to not too hard, not too difficult, you know, yeah. S- steer away from the, you know, stress. You know, I, I have enough stress in my life. I don't want to put it in my games, too. <laughs> Garrett, I feel like you're one hey. step away from becoming an Animal Crossing YouTuber at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I wish there was an if there was an Animal Crossing RPG, I'd be down. Well, there's Harvestella, I guess. But why isn't there know, an I, Animal Crossing RPG? That's an interesting idea. Nintendo, get on that. Well, We'd play that. Get on that, Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, question for you then, Garrett. Now, now that you're into the Diablo series, and we're we're yes. you know leading up to Diablo Four. Before we get to listener questions, I want to know what's your hype level for Diablo Four. Are you are you hype for this game? Is the hype train not hit you yet? What what's going on? What is your excitement? I level? mean, it's. It's there. I just don't. I actually ha- I haven't seen much uh, video coverage, reviews, or whatever. So I don't. I don't know what to expect from okay. Diablo Four, uh, especially being it's so far from Diablo Three. Um, it's been a while. Um, I think I- I'm excited. Like uh, I'm definitely gonna play the beta and just see how it is and like what's. What's, I'm sure it's going to be the same-ish gameplay loop, so I'll, I'll have a good time. Um, day one, I don't think I'm there day one, just because um, I'll be really busy during that time. But also, it's just like, that's not like the game I'm going to go to um, during that month. I think really Final Fantasy 16 is really catching my eye. Like Every time yeah. I see that game, I'm like, oh man, that looks so good. 
Like, like I, I just cannot wait for it. So Diablo 4 might be on the back burner, maybe a winter game, a good holiday game. You know, Diablo, like I played Diablo 3 during the winter break. It reminds me of a winter game just because I get to sit back, kick back, relax, listen to some shows and just have at it. Um, maybe during the, you know, Halloween season too. Like it's spooky. I like to play my mm. spooky games or my darker game. So Diablo is a good one uh, to go to during that time as well. So maybe not a summer game for me, but if the game pass, like, like I'm, I'm holding on to the game pass deal. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spectating, I'm monitoring. It's like, Oh, the deal's getting closer. Ever yeah. so close. It might be still like a year out, um, but that's fine with me. I can wait around a little yeah. bit. Uh, I don't need a day one. Yeah, you bring up some good points because it's not like you're playing it really for the story or anything like that. Or you're not, you no, don't need no, to, no, you're, no. even if you got spoiled on the story, you'd be like, oh, okay. And still probably have mm-hmm. a good time with it anyways. Like, um, yeah, like there's a lot of reasons why you probably don't need to play it day one. And you could probably wait for a sale for like, you know, Black Friday or something like that. And then you play it over the holiday mm-hmm. break or something like that. Um, I just know for me personally, because I am such a big Diablo fan. Yeah. I also am in the same camp as you were probably I'm not going to I might pick it up day one, but I'm not going to play it day one because of Final Fantasy 16, where that is de- it's so close, like man. 16 is my most anticipated game of the year, period. Um, so of so course good. I'm, I'm playing that day one, which sucks because I am also excited for street fighter six, which also comes out the same <laughs> month as Diablo. And it's just like, where am I going to have fine time for all three of these games? Like, it's just, um, one of them it's is going to be on the back burner. And actually of the, of those three games, it'd probably actually be street fighter on the back burner more than Diablo. Um, cause yeah. Diablo, I could see being the type of game where it's like, if I need a palate cleanser from. 16 yeah. instead of playing a live service game like final fantasy 14 or uh magic the gathering arena i might play um diablo 4 instead so i might actually end yeah. up playing it you know in the same month as final fantasy 16 um but you're right it definitely won't be the focus probably when it comes up just because of the release timing and nothing else because that's it's nothing yeah. about the game but i am insanely hyped for this game like i am i am chopping at the bit to play the beta next week because I'm I mean, excited. I, I also and I'm like you, like, um, because I can't see is mentioning here in the chat talking about the 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 dev event that they had last week where they talked about a lot of the stuff for the game. I've also personally, you know, stayed away from a lot of the media coverage because mm, I'm like, okay. I kind of yeah. just want to go into the beta and and play it and just have some like kind of have fresh thoughts rather than you know knowing too much about it. Um, and then you know, I'm just already excited for it. Because again, it, we don't get a new Diablo game that often. Uh, because again, it's been since 2012, since Diablo three came out, uh, that we had a brand new mainline Diablo game. Um, mm-hmm. so of, I'm, I'm so stoked for it. I can't wait for that game. What What are you playing it on? Like what console? Or, uh, or PC? I'm, so I thought about playing it at PC at first, but then I remembered that the, it, and, and I don't know if I, again, I haven't done any digging. Maybe I, maybe I figured this out during, the open beta period, but I wonder if the PC version has controller support because that's one of the things they never did for oh, Diablo yeah. three for PC is even though it came to consoles, um, they never patched controller support into Diablo three for PC. Mm-hmm. So you have like, mm-hmm. you're still doing the point and clicking kind of thing, which I personally don't like doing as much in Diablo. Um, after yeah. Diablo three, like I got really spoiled with that game to the point where I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can go back to the PC version of Diablo because mm. yes don't get me wrong there are some you know um 
issues with that. Like, I think you are less precise or in targeting enemies on on the console version, but just the, the pick up and play nature of it, I just appeals yeah, much more yeah. to me than the PC version. So, um, oh, oh, definitely, yeah. But if the the PC version of Diablo Four, you know, allows you to to be able to play with controller, then I actually probably will play it on PC. But otherwise, otherwise, uh, PS Five probably is where I play it. Okay, because um, I'm wondering if uh, I'll pick the platform of choice so we can do the co-op. Oh, no, no, um, I think it's cross-platform, so we can play on anything. Oh, it's cross-platform? Okay, cool. We'll, yeah. we'll play together then. Yeah, we'll, cool. we'll, play, yeah, we'll figure out a way to play together. Again, um, I'm pretty sure, okay. and again, don't quote me in this, but I'm like 90% sure I remember seeing it was cross-platform. So Okay, sounds good. So there you I'm, go. So. I'm, getting pretty excited yeah yeah i think i think it's gonna be awesome i can't wait to play with and and plus oh man it's gonna be we're gonna be able to you know stream the game and play games with the community like games with the community members and stuff like i think it's gonna be like a really fun time for us in like the carpool gaming discord and the community to play diablo mm-hmm. 4 together um because we're, we're always looking for new games to play with people um because we can only play halo infinite so many times garrett with people so uh i actually think it'll be pretty That's fun true. to play with other people if we can play you know diablo 4 together which would be pretty yes. sweet. Because, um, yeah, Blizzard's going more in the, the cross-platform dire- direction as well with Overwatch and some of their other stuff. So it makes Great. sense. Go towards the lights. I, I love it. I think there was another game that said they're going cross-platform like two days ago. And every time I just see one of those, I'm just like, yes, thank the- you for just opening it up. Yeah. In fact, everyone. to make sure I'm on track, I just Googled it. Yes, it is cross-platform. Nailed it. Swish. It makes sense because they have a battle.net um, like connection and you can get into your account. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, because they sense. do that to sync your all your rewards across yeah. all platforms anyways. So it's just a matter of, you know, making sure the multiplayer works across all the platforms. Mm-hmm. But there you go. I think that kind of wraps up our conversation of all the Diablo stuff as a whole. But let's bring in the listeners, Garrett, because we got lots okay. of listener questions or listener. Uh, I also asked for Diablo memories. So we got some of those as well. Uh, we're going to start okay. off with Savoy Prime, who this is more of a statement and less of a question. But Savoy Prime says Diablo three was my first Diablo game. Me and my friends played the hell out of it. Seriously looking forward to Diablo four. Me too, Savoy Prime. Me too. Cool. Also, I see you out there with your Samus, your Samus, uh, um, uh, like uh, Avatar on Discord. And I, I tip my hat yeah. to you. Good, sir. Uh, next up. We got Delroy, and uh, this is an interesting story. Delroy says, in the in the original Diablo, I used to lure players down to the butcher and trap them in the room with him, getting them killed. In Diablo 2, I tried to trick people into giving me their items to dupe them, which was a, a big glitch in that game where you could actually uh, duplicate people's items if you if you knew how oh to do that. Oh, my goodness. Um, only the log out immediately once the item was in my possession. Okay, I was a bit of a jerk. But did you ever get up to any hijinks in Diablo? And if so, what did you do? By the way, this is one of my favorite game series. I probably could have maintained a 4.0 in middle school or high school, if not for Diablo. (laughs) Coming home, throwing a bag on the floor, dialing up that sweet 56k modem, and spending days in Tristram. First of all, great story, Delroy. You were a bit of a jerk, though. I have to say, you were a bit of a jerk in that game. (laughs) Oh, man. I, that's uh that's that's pretty interesting he's i mean like that sounds like a punk kid right there <laughs> just yeah. like you know up to up to shenanigans um i i have never done anything like that in diablo i'm trying to think if i've done in anything with video game i got duped once in uh 
Mabel story, actually, my account got uh, hacked because I was a dumb kid um, and, and fell into a trap. Um, but other than that, uh, other than, the, of course, uh, Call of Duty hacking. Oh, man, I remember. <laughs> I other was than Call like, of Duty hacking, you were Call of Duty hacking, Garrett? No, no, no. My uh, There were other people online I saw doing some crazy stuff. I was playing like Call of Duty 2. I think it was like 2000, I would say like 11 or 12, like towards late Xbox 360. And every other person was flying around with a horse and had a little hand-shaped gun just shooting everyone <laughs> oh like around. It, look, it looked more fun actually than playing a regular call of duty game Sounds <laughs> everyone was just everyone was just doing it anyways no i i did not get into any shenanigans with diablo 3 i i never really do much multiplayer with diablo i yeah. it, and that's as i said it was more of a podcast game for me but um i'm sure it's it's great co-op and with other people um, it actually sounds like a good time with friends, you know, like you get together, you know, up in a discord call or whatever, and then just like, you know, just talk and just go through some levels in, in yeah. Diablo. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Well, not only that, what Diablo three, when it first came to consoles, one of the best features about it was couch co-op as well. Like if you have someone around mm-hmm. that also plays video games, like it's a great game that you can actually play together and just have fun with with mm-hmm. friends that way as well. Like, uh, like you don't even have to play online if you don't want to like, that's I think Diablo couch cop is a really fun experience. If you want to, if you're, you want like just a, a game where you can just talk and, you know, drink beers and just relax and, 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 and have like a chill evening with your friends playing yeah. a game together. Like, I think it's, I think yeah. it's actually a pretty good experience, but you know, Delroy, same to Garrett's point. I also didn't get up into any shenanigans cause you really couldn't in Diablo three and Diablo two and Diablo one. You certainly could, um, but I never did that. The closest I ever got to that was in Starcraft, where one time we decided that to all play uh, with the the uh, map hack mod, where everyone where it removed the fog of war from Starcraft, so you could see what everyone was doing. Um, but we only did that within our circle of friends, where you know all of us turned the map ha- <laughs> the, the the fog of war off, so then we could see what each other was doing. So it replicated oh the experience of playing Starcraft sixty four but on your PC. Because in StarCraft 64, you would play split-screen StarCraft, so you just look on the other screen. And you, just, you, just you get your map hack right there. <laughs> Whereas in this, you had to, in the PC version, you had to try a little bit more to see the other other people's bases. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there you go, Dom, right? Nice. Next up, we got the Muffin Mon, a.k.a. Kevin Ainsworth, who says, I've been a Diablo fan since the start. I remember not knowing that when you died, you could get all of your stuff. I thought that it was gone forever because in the older Diablo games, um, if you died, you had to go and run back and get your corpse to then be able to get all your items and your yeah. money back. But Kevin apparently thought you just, you just lost that forever. But no, that's not actually the case, um, but, <laughs> which is funny. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I played so much Diablo 3 and even made money on the item shop before they changed it. That's something we didn't talk about before the auction house that was in the Diablo three PC version where you could actually get items in the game and actually sell them for real world dollars. Um, the original NFTs. Oh my goodness. The original (laughs) NFTs. That was, uh, that was certainly an interesting time to be alive, Garrett. Yeah. I mean, of course, MMOs do this too. So it's not the original, but it's, it's kind of interesting how they try to put a, market system like that into a couch co-op multiplayer ish game like diablo like man 
And I so like I don't know much about this because I wasn't into PC either. I I got in Diablo three on the console version, so I heard it's pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> the auction house was pretty pretty messed up. Yeah, like the first year or two oh, years or so. I mean the well, I mean it only lasted about a year and a half before they pulled it. Okay. But, um, yeah. yeah, day one, um, of course, error forty seven the most famous of all error codes. Uh, basically the whole game, it, it, like the whole game was basically broken for the first week and a half of playing the game where you could barely even log in. Um, and then the auction house, there were uh, people definitely swindling people on the auction house, if you can believe oh it. Goodness. And uh, it was, no, it was a whole, it. it was a whole troublesome mess. So that was the whole reason why they pulled it. Basically when Reaper of Souls came out, um, they made like kind of a big overhaul with Diablo three. Cause mm-hmm. it, it, it actually felt like a very different game before Reaper mm-hmm. of Souls came out because they added a bunch of new features to the game, like the dynamic difficulty system. Um, they yeah. also changed like how, you know, skills worked and stuff like that. Like they made a bunch of changes to the game, um, including the auction house. That was part of the, that change mm-hmm. as well, um, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. I actually think that, um, don't get me wrong, I'm glad that they tried the auction house idea because, you know, from Blizzard's perspective, the reason they did it was because they knew people in Diablo 2 were illegally selling weapons and then screwing people over uh, yeah. um so they thought hey if we have an official venue for this number one we can make a cut of the profit from this but number two we can make sure that this isn't happening illegally and people don't get screwed over and there's no hurt feelings usually in the auctions okay. like i think that was the idea behind it so i don't think i don't think they were off base trying an idea like that or i don't think that an idea like that can't work um, but it just was poorly executed and that was the, the mm-hmm. reason more than anything why it just didn't work. Plus it wouldn't have worked on the console versions cause you know, the Xbox and PlayStation wouldn't have allowed that on their platforms when that game was released. Got it. Got yeah. it. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but anyways, continuing with Kevin Ainsworth, he asked the question, what classes it, it, are your guys go-tos? Barbarian is my go-to every single time. Um, Garrett, you said monk, right? You didn't. Did you play any of the other classes yeah. besides monk at all? Uh, I, I did the necromancer in Diablo two, and okay. that's actually pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing two hours of it. And I'm like, I want to play more. This is pretty fun with the necromancer, just because you just raise, you just have skeleton warriors all around you. Yeah, it's just it's literally having couch like couch co op with people with with the necromancer. So the funny thing yeah. is, in that game, Garrett, you eventually get so powerful with your spe- uh, skeletal summoning that you summon, summon like fifty skeletons that are just hovering around <laughs> you at once. Um, but the worst part about it in Diablo Two is that the fact that the skeletons literally do nothing against bosses, and the bosses kill them in one hit. Oh no! <laughs> so if you put all your I'm skills into to skeleton summoning, you totally get screwed over by it. In the room. Okay, I'm gonna have to play this smartly. Thank you for for letting me know. I'll, I'll look yeah. this up. And, I mean, uh, the curses are yeah. actually re- a really good investment if you're playing Necromancer because then you can deal extra damage. Yeah. Um, so then the skeletons can get some good hits in before they get knocked down, um, or you can use some of the other skills that are kind of in the curse tree. I think that's it's actually pretty useful. Um, yeah, yeah. But Sounds but yeah, good. Necromancer. I loved the idea of playing Necromancer. But in practice, it was never really feasible. So um, for me, as I talked about with Diablo 1, I played the rogue, um, which was like kind of like the archery class. Um, and I tried to, to you know keep doing that in Diablo 2 by playing the Amazon, which was the, the archery class in that one. But I didn't love the idea that you had a limited number of arrows and you had to basically keep finding arrows in the environment to be able to yeah. like arrows use is rough. ammunition. 
Yeah, it was very yeah. annoying um, to keep arrows, because th- those are also just spaces in your inventory taken up by arrows. It's a lot of space, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it wasn't as fun. Um, so, And I started dipping more into the Sorceress, which is another class I really like. Um, and I like the Assassin, which is one of the classes they brought in in the expansion. Um, and then Diablo 3... Uh, I, I decided to go full spellcaster in that one because the the um I didn't really like the the witch hunter um as much mm-hmm. like the 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 mm-hmm. this the um Is own arrow class in that one. Um oh, so okay. like I love the wizard and the bo- both the wizard and the the witch doctor. I love both of those. The witch doctor. Yeah. yeah. Witch cool, doctor cool. especially I think is probably my favorite, I think. Um, I really like playing Monk in Diablo 3. Just going through that run. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I think I chose Monk just because it reminded me of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. And then I, I looked it up and the development of the character specifically for Diablo 3 was an inspiration from yeah. uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm like, oh, okay. To the point when you get Great. your Avatar skill, which is basically you just you know, wave, wave bending or fire bending by yeah. creating like yeah, a fire yeah, yeah. version of yourself or a water version of yourself, which is yeah. funny. Um, it's but really yeah. good. So me, I, I, I perform more of the spell casters. I think that was kind of the approach I took before. Again, the only reason I gravitated towards the, the bow characters before was because they could use the spells anyways. So I was just like, well, why not, why not have both at that point? And instead of, mm-hmm. you know, having a weak attack to, and being able to basically use, uh, able to use like stabs and stuff. Um, it just made more sense to do it in those games. But yeah, in the new one, next one, definitely a spellcaster. I'll probably be picking for Diablo four as well. Cool. But oh, are you going to probably stick with bug in, in the next game, Garrett? Or, or what do you think? Do you, have you looked at the, I mean, I think you've looked it, at the classes, right? I haven't, but I don't think Monk is in it, is it yet? I don't think. Th- I don't know uh, if Monk is either, bar- but I know there's a it's similar class too. Yet. But. There's Barbarian, Druid, Sorceress, and Rogue so mm. far, at least from what I'm saying from the wiki. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of Druid or Sorceress. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I'm or probably Rogue. Sorceress as well. I don't want well. me a Barbarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Rogue? Maybe, but. Maybe, maybe. Druid for me, actually. Yeah. I like the... um. I like having magic, but at the same time, having some sort of physical art infused with it. So, yeah, that's why I'm down with the Druid as well. That makes sense. And actually, Druid in Diablo 2 was like OP when it first came out. Like it was so powerful. You would just rip through everything, you know, whether it was your your werewolf or werebear forms or then your elemental skills. Like werebear. Yes. They are kind of the Druids were kind of ridiculous in Diablo 2. So uh, nice. next up, Grouchy Surge asks, also says, also been playing Diablo since the beginning, but that was during my college years. And he just l- lulls a little bit there. Over the years, my play style in games like this has evolved from a mindless slash everything beast to the late game higher damage wizards. Has your play style adjusted over the years? Also, what's your favorite entry in the series and then favorite class? So of Garrett, of course, you've only played Diablo 3. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as favorite entry from me, honestly, it's probably Diablo 3 as well, if I'm being honest. Don't get me wrong. I think, it's the, I, I think Diablo yeah. 2 is great, and I think the story is the of, of the three games, it, the story is definitely the best in Diablo 2. And I love kind of the the atmosphere in Diablo 2 as well. Like I was playing it pretty recently and I love just, you know, the darker tone of the game and just walking into a room and there's just like a pool of blood just like smeared all the way <laughs> across it. Like, yeah, it, it, there was just something about like the gothic tone in Diablo 2 that I really appreciated and enjoyed more than than the tone they went for artistically in Diablo 3. 
But just the gameplay loop for Diablo 3 with Reapers of Souls is just so much more satisfying, I think, than Diablo 2's, because I think just Diablo 2's is just a little more clunky and it's definitely harder to get it back into. And you can definitely make mistakes mm. as far as equipment and other things like that, which you can't do in Diablo 3 in the same way. You can a little bit, but it's not like it's not as punishing as in Diablo 2 where, the, where you really make mistakes in equipment or skill selection. But mm. yeah. Um, but as far as playstyle, you know, change over the years, I think in a lot of games, it's really changed for me as far as, you know, kind of what you talk about, Grouchy Surge, where I'm less of like I was very much the kind of like slash everything uh, or, you know, attack with melee attacks kind of person uh, earlier in life. But now I'm more of the ranged kind of, um, you know, magic kind of user. Uh, I think that's more of my more of my jam now. But Garrett, what about you? I know, again, you don't have a lot to say about the other games in the series, but just games mm-hmm. in general, like RPGs in general, like has your play style really adjusted over the years, like being Grouchy Surge or is it kind of stayed the same? Mm-hmm. No, I mine's kind of the same. I've been more of a magic person than anything. I like having some martial arts in there for sure. Like that's kind of like my vibe with a lot of multiplayer games like massive mmos or 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 stuff like that if i choose a class it's going to be something like that um if i'm within a group i like to be support more than anything (laughs) i don't like to be a damage person i don't like to be out in the front um maybe a tank every now and then i like to be a tank uh sometimes it's just my kind of like play style and personality i'm not out there getting the monsters and like you know doing all the damage like i, I would rather someone else do the work and i can just support them uh, i don't know it's just i get i get more satisfaction off of it um i like over uh, that's why i like overwatch um when i initially played it so much it was just because support had as much uh reward as the damage yeah uh, people um, I, I thought that was really cool to see, uh, especially in Overwatch. Um, but other than that, no, I've been, um, <laughs> you know, you know me, I like more tactical, tactical kind of gameplay. So, yeah. um, I, I didn't play as much action based MMO type of games. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. And in, in MMOs, I'm kind of like that too, where I'm like, I'm definitely more of the support person in a lot of MMOs, like I'm more usually the healer or, you know, the supporting mm-hmm. DPS in a lot of ways where I, you know, doing party yeah. boss and stuff like that. Like that's more my thing. Um, like making the other people shine more versus me being the, the person that shines in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. all right. Last question of the week comes to us from Drellish, who says question for the show. How will you be playing Diablo on PC, Steam Deck? console i might get i might get purist about it and try and relive how i first played the original diablo on pc still times have changed i have it pre-ordered on ps5 but tempted to get a steam deck and play it remotely thoughts and how do you want to play diablo is there a quote-unquote purist answer what do you Mm. so again we talked about this a little bit before garrett but do you have a do you have a place you're going to play diablo specifically diablo 4 do you have a place you want to lean to play it i think it's it's gonna be console i'm debating between ps5 or xbox on this one um i think just xbox because i just like to be um uh, xbox is always here in my room and i like to be online and like it just i like to play while i do something else and i have more than one monitor here on my desk so i would rather do that the playstation is more of a cinematic like let me get into god of war let me get into horizon let me get into ghost of tsushima type of game um whereas um i think diablo is gonna be more of a pick up and play 
whenever I have time. So I'm most likely Xbox. I want to warn Drellish about you cannot really play Diablo 3 on Steam Deck. Like, it is impossible just because it will lack of controller support that's that's the one big thing uh and it's very very hard to connect or to get blizzard uh the only thing you can get blizzard is through booting through windows um at least at least that's what i search online you you can connect epic you can connect ubisoft um clients into the steam os the blizzard one's the hardest um, so I don't know. And again, we don't know controller support for Diablo four as well. So I would really just hold out on anything. I, I would not bank on a steam deck purchase with Diablo four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm kind of making my decision after the open beta where it's, it's likely I'm playing mm-hmm. on console, probably PlayStation five. Cause I want those trophies. But, um, if, it. if, if it's not that, then it'll be PC, but we'll, we'll find out. Cool. But actually I forgot one other question as well, Garrett. For whatever reason, I did yeah. copy it from the Discord, but I have it on my phone here, so I'm going to read it. This is from nice. I Can't See, um, and I Can't See says, Good Old Games remastered Diablo 1 a few years ago. Some of their remasters have even been ported to consoles. There have even been console versions of Diablo 1 in the past, because there is the PlayStation 1 version of the game. And there are ways to give keyboard and mouse uh, support and point-and-click games controller support. With the remaster of Diablo 2 behind us and Diablo 4 coming out, why do you think we haven't seen the same love for Diablo 1 as there was for Mm. Diablo 2 or 3 with ports everywhere? So here's the thing about this. They actually did create a port of Diablo 1. Uh, It was called The Nightmare of Tristram, which they actually put into Diablo 3, where you had actually played. Mm. It was all of Diablo 1. You could play with your Diablo 3 character. Um, and you just ran through the monastery just like you would in Diablo 1. And it was exactly the same. But the problem with that is that it was a limited time thing and they didn't keep it around forever. And you now can't go play in, back and play it. And I kind of wish they would have just taken that same energy. Just kept it. And then remade <laughs> an, it, a, another Diablo 1 game instead and released that. Like, I don't know what they were doing. It's silly. Why didn't they? They they were like, you know, 75% there with uh, just the game. They just need the characters. And, and there you go. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's so weird to me that they never have gone back to Diablo 1. Because Diablo 1, I still think, is a good game. Because it plays just like Diablo 2 in a lot of ways. It just, the, mm-hmm. I think there are even some more archaic things, like um, gameplay elements to it. Than even something like Diablo 2 has um, that uh, that does make it a little less playable today. But I still think it's definitely a playable game and one that I wish people could play. Or So I, I definitely think it deserves the remaster treatment, even if it's just, you know, kind of doing what they did with Diablo 2 re, um, Resurrected, where they just port it to consoles um, mm-hmm. as is, but then just add, you know, controller support and then throw a new coat of paint on it and just kind of calling it a day. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think that that'd be a great idea. It'd be awesome. Um, you know, as that that sounds like great DLC for Diablo Four is a, oh Diablo, a Diablo One remake. I can see it totally. It, it is just like okay, no, no, hold it. Yeah, <laughs> we can, this is invaluable stuff that we can you know sell it later. Um, yeah, yeah, because it was so weird. Because again, it was like because you know in Diablo Three how you go, how you on, when you're on the map 
th- there is some in, in quest mode. There's usually like a mm-hmm. bunch of different optional places you can go to. That was one of them. That was one of the, the optional places you can go in Diablo three that unfortunately that's they, crazy. They, said, they removed it for some reason, which is bizarre. Of course. Um, um, I, I want to mention one thing is Diablo two inventory system kind of sucks yeah it's it sucks so much they tried it this resident evil crap that it's not I don't that they like. tried it that was what the original diablo's inventory system was like and i hate the best it so part much. is garrett if you still play diablo 3 on pc that's what the inventory system is like in that game oh no 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 <laughs> I, i'm not doing that i'm not doing that at all like diablo 2 I don't know how much I could play just because of that inventory system. Because, like, I go through, like, five or ten minutes of running through. And it's like, okay, you you can't put any more items anymore. It's like, why not? It's like, because you have this one big piece and this one narrow piece and this one super small piece. I'm like, what? (laughs) This is, ah, man. And it gets even worse in, in the expansion because they give you the charms, which are these items that you keep purposely in your inventory to give you passive buffs. Um, but they oh take up inventory gosh. space, Garrett, in order to keep them. And some of them are pretty powerful, like you want to keep them, but they take up three inventory slots. In, you know, in, in your thing. I, I purposely just want to like get this thing on PC just to mod it, just to have like unlimited inventory space because it's just it's it's so rough. I, I, I don't know. I, that, that's one major gripe I have. It's it's so much worse than Bethesda inventory management. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it when I was going through it. Yeah, but no, that uh, was the that anyways. was the original Diablo inventory system. Was that was that like going back to the first mm-hmm. game was that so, mm-hmm. um, which is funny. But it, and and not only that too, you do run into the problem of Diablo two or even Diablo one, where your gear that you pick up is not specifically suited for the class you're playing um, yeah. so you pick a bunch of pick up a bunch of gear that's like it's got weird stats like it's got you know heal um spell casting stats but then it also the only other stat it gives you is agility plus five which doesn't really help you mm. when you're a spellcaster. so it's just like you have weird stat combinations for all your gear in diablo 2 as well or diablo 1 is like that too i want to do a run through of diablo 3 again um maybe before i play diablo 4 because yeah. I really enjoyed it with Monk. I, I, I would think uh, I would have a good time with another class as yeah. well. You'll, let, you'll, so. play, you'll surprise me and you'll say that you played the Crusader or a Barbarian or something like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But, but yes, I can't see. Please, did you give us a Diablo 1 remaster at some point? At, at, like, That'd be cool. You know, at some point, maybe after Diablo 4 comes out, they'll do that because um i I think think that would be pretty awesome and that could be that could be something that they do in between you know diablo 4 and whenever diablo 4's expansion comes out because you know darn well there will be an expansion for diablo 4 because it's they'll have four expansions that'll span out over 10 years it's it's the it's the diablo way uh that's the world Uh, warcraft way garrett that's what you're describing right there yeah all coming out on game pass heck yeah yeah let's go we'll see about that (laughs) we'll see we'll see if the cma allows that garrett but anyways the Britons. <laughs> I think that's going to do Good it Lord. for tonight's show. But before we go, Garrett Plugs, go. You can follow me on Twitter at Blind Explosion, and uh, you can find me on the Discord. I'm active at the uh, RPG Cave over at Carpool Gaming, and then I'm also active on play some video games. Yeah, uh, yeah, all around. So y'all, y'all go. actually had like a pretty fun conversation about the East series combat tonight, which I thought yes. was interesting. 
Yeah, uh, Muffin Mon, uh, you know, threw out a sale uh, from Steam, of course, as we do all the time. Uh, there's a lot of RPG Steam sales going on, and uh, he absolutely hated the East 1 and East 2 combat system, and I don't blame him, you know? These old games, they, you know, they're dated, you know? they they get it, This is why they get remade. This is why they get improved upon. Um, but yeah, he got the other East games. Uh, I'm excited for him because I'm sure he'll he'll blaze right through it. Yeah. Uh, within a week or so. <laughs> oh, probably. Probably. Um, also, yeah, yeah. you know, have a good time. Just give giving sh- Garrett just one other additional shout out before we wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Garrett on his Twitter also has been posting about his journey through his backlog that I forced oh. him into it, into playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to see pictures of that update, head on over to Garrett's Twitter as well. Yeah, don't, it's been, don't, it's been don't, good. See, don't think I didn't notice that, Garrett. Some oh, okay. I'm glad it. you noticed. I'm, I'm glad you noticed. You know, it's um, it's freaking gorgeous on an OLED. See, <laughs> it's it's legit. Like you can't tell it's a screen. It's it's just so good. Um, looking on on an OLED screen. So I'm yeah. I'm having a good time. Yeah. I you know we'll, it is. We'll talk about it, it more a, in depth. I know in a little in a few weeks. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a few weeks. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, because it's only been two weeks since I signed it to you. As for me. You can find me on Twitter. It's only been two weeks. It's okay. only been two weeks. Uh, you can find me over on your Nintendo 64 internet browser. Head on over to the website, http colon forward slash forward slash www.twitter.com slash Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming. On YouTube at youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming. On podcast services around the globe. So for Garrett Bland, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the 85th level of the RPG Cave. Only 14 more levels until level 99. And we're out. Bye-bye. The RPG Caves Mana is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. You can please subscribe to Robbie Bobby Miller's Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller today. Trucker Sloth, Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. Please subscribe to them over at youtube.com slash quest for pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the new album from PME called Video Game Boy is available now on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Pallon. Thank you all for all of your support. And if you're thinking of jumping on into the car with us, head over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming and choose the tier that's right for you.